Are you hearing our voices again? Well, football fans, that can only mean one wonderful thing. The season's back, and we're back. It's season seven of The Push-Off. Welcome back to a new season of the Push-Off Podcast, your favorite weekly NFL show that discusses everything that happened, uh, let's say, last season. Get you ready for this new one. I'm your host, Scott Hogan, and joining us, as always, it's Dan, eat your heart out, Downton Abbey, right? That's right, Dan. Yeah, we have got more actually, seasons than them now. We're in season seven. If, I, I thought that for a quick second. I was like, oh, yeah, well, who have we beaten out? I mean, for having no backing and just doing this in our spare time and very few people even probably care to listen we're still doing <laughs> but it. but it's a perfect opportunity for any sponsor who wants to launder money you oh, know you figure yeah. it's a perfect opportunity just throw some money our way put yourself in as maybe our management consultant the money goes right back to you clean easy super super fun yeah, you know that's what I mean? true. We're not asking for much. We don't really need a whole lot here to get this done for you. So <laughs> everything's already paid for. Like, you know, it's not like we mortgaged our future to buy like recording equipment. We just have it now. So we can do true. whatever we want. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the time. Time yeah, but time is money. But anyways, <laughs> we are uh we love doing this because we get a chance to talk about football with you guys and the season is right around the corner. Um from our recording of this, the big kickoff Sunday is just three weeks away. So that's got to feel good. Oh, dude, it's... I was saying to... Uh, we were playing with the kids out in the yard, and, uh, you know, they're playing with water, and I, I turn to my wife and I go, you know, I'm reminding you that, uh, you know, football season's about to begin. And I had water uh, coming down the side of my eye, and she goes, are you crying? And I go, <laughs> I should be. Tears of joy. Because, yes, thinking about this, football has returned to me. Yeah. It's still warm. We forget that, like... It may be a winter and fall sport, but like it gets started when summer's still fucking hot. True. Yeah, and and training camp going on currently as we're talking about this, uh, they we're getting some heat waves through the uh, United States here this next week, and yeah, so everybody hopefully is very safe. Um, they have the new rules set in place to make sure that these uh, players are are safe because they're you know outside pads and stuff on running around in top heat, and yeah. yeah. Um, when football season starts, it means fall's right around the corner, changing of the seasons, uh, a little heavier clothes you could put on. It feels nice. So I, I'm not looking forward to the winters, but oh. fall, man. Love crisp fall. My wardrobe becomes appropriate about three <laughs> or four weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, I wear the long, you know me, I wear the long sleeve button downs all the way through the summer. Yeah. Uh, I, I, have you put on a lot of shorts this, this summer? I mean, you're kind of forced I mean, to, right? I'm wearing shorts, yeah, more frequently. I mean, part of it is just, you know, to... Because I got the calves of an Adonis, <laughs> and I got to show those off. So, you know, that's part of it. I just, I wanted those to be on display. I'm really peacocking with these calves right now. Nice, nice. So that's good. Let's talk some football. We don't really have a big old plan for this week. This is just a, uh, a soft... You want to spend more time on my calves? 
No, if you want to, we can. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll post photos online. Um, we're going to talk about the upcoming season and, and a little bit of what was uh, missed here since we're coming back. Yes, um, we've been gone for a couple months now. Uh, if you guys hadn't had a chance to listen to last year's podcast or your you missed maybe the last few episodes, we had a slew of rookie uh, prospect looks leading into the draft and then a uh, review of the draft once it was over. Me and Dan visited the uh, Kansas City draft this last year, so we were there for that. That's probably the last bit of football we consumed, I guess, besides the stuff in the offseason. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is the weird thing about the football offseason. It never, never stops. There's a new alert mm-hmm. on your phone every day about something. But it is starting to actually matter. Like, things are starting to matter for football fans. I, I think we'll get more into it, but I don't think there's been any devastating, like, you know, season-changing injuries for anybody just yet. Right. Uh, but we still got one more week of preseason. That could still happen. It could, um, yeah. So, bless all the knees and the injuries oh, bless and everything. Um, so, yeah, let's hit up what, what happened here since we've been last on the air. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has a new team. He's going to mm-hmm. the t- Tennessee Titans. We, uh, I guess we were wondering if he was last going to be done in Arizona. We knew the Cardinals were going to be making a lot of changes there. He requested the trade, did he not? Yeah, he wanted out of there. They knew this was a rebuild year, and it made sense for Hopkins to not be on a team that is probably a top five draft pick next year. Yeah, yeah, and Cardinals are going to be bad. So the Titans are giving him two years, $26 million. Unfortunately, you think the last few times the Titans have brought in a big-time wide receiver in the twilight of his career, it's happened a lot. It's happened a lot, and it hasn't really turned out wonderful for him. Yeah, the uh, the Tennessee Titans are old yeller's barn for uh, wide receivers. It's a real bummer, man. <laughs> like, they just go there, and then they don't come back. It kind of sucks. I feel Julio bad for Julio. Jones. Yeah. Uh, Randy Moss was there for yeah. a season. Um, there's other ones, too, that don't straight come to mind. I here, mean, but, yeah. Derek Mason had his entire life cycle uh, go <laughs> yeah. with the Titans slash Oilers. And, you know, but I felt like Derek Mason was old when he started. So maybe that's not yeah. fair. Um, the Texans guy, I think, was there for the end of his career, too. Andre Johnson, um, yeah. Andre Johnson, yeah. Anyways, um, so we'll see what happens with him and the Titans. Things change around all the time. Um, the uh, the running backs had themselves a, a little presser themselves together uh, because they're getting no love. Running backs getting no love here from the NFL. No second contracts, no new contracts going into running backs this offseason. And uh, this is something that hit uh, close to home for our team, Stan. You let uh, mm-hmm. Elliot go. He goes to the Patriots. I let Cook go. He goes to the Jets. They give them one-year deals. That's all they get, one year Let's see you play on on the legs you got. And uh, other players like Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Pollard, and you're like, are getting no yeah. extensions themselves. So what I mean, is they still got good value, you know? They did. And uh, Fournette cut. I don't think he's even on a team right now. And we're dealing money. with whatever's going on with uh, Taylor and these Indianapolis Colts front office. Yeah, I mean... He's still 24 years old. He's got a bargain contract this year, but I'm sure if you... A 24-year-old running back is good for another four or five years. I would understand the logic if uh, Taylor was, say, a first-round draft pick that doesn't immediately get to hit um, his franchise tag next year. That's the only way the Colts can keep him is as a franchise tag, which is going to mm-hmm. be around $11, $12 million. That's, it's going to go up just because of the deals that Saquon signed to kind of keep him in that place. 
Um, right. If you're the Colts, though, I don't see why you wouldn't part with Jonathan Taylor for you know to a team maybe like a third round pick, second round pick. Like people got a lot for Christian McCaffrey, which I thought was a little bit crazy. But Jonathan Taylor is probably about as talented and younger. So yeah. I don't see why he wouldn't also get a draft package unless Indy wants to keep him. And if they want to keep him, just fucking sign him. I don't understand what Indy's doing, but neither does Jim Irsay because he's in a fog of pills. <laughs> I know. And the Irsay stuff is getting bad. Um, McCaffrey has a wonderful fit there in San Francisco, and you can argue that he runs the routes better and stuff like that. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is what we're looking at is the best bell cow handoff running backs the guys who aren't so much also a wide receiver they are not getting much more than their original contracts and the nfl is saying or the the franchises are saying because we can get another guy in there usually they can step into this position pretty comparable there isn't you know there's no bo jacksons anymore so we can throw a different guy as long as we have a good line and a good scheme even if there and is a Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson's career lasted four years. That's a good roll, point. His hip rolled yeah. off. So, yeah, I guess. Do Where where does this land here? Uh, sorry, that's the position, NFL running backs, or do the running backs find a way to make more money on the end because it's still a position of need? You know, There was an interesting proposition somebody made. Um, they said there is a... Uh, play above expectation pool like if you're a a young player like Dak Prescott got paid extra because as a fourth round pick he was a year-long starter he made like a couple extra hundred thousand dollars just because he outplayed the expectation of his position right so there is a pool of money dedicated for players outplaying their position uh I believe it was Dominic Foxworth that said you should have the running backs tie into that more directly like that player expectation pool so when they're you know, getting low amounts like um, you say, hey, if you hit a thousand, a thousand yards, yards, you get X yeah. amount of dollars. You know, if you hit ten touchdowns, you get X amount of dollars. Incentive based, almost like an incentive, but instead of coming from the team, coming from the league itself. No matter what contract you're on. Okay. And I thought that was I thought that was pretty interesting. It was an interesting way to kind of meet in the middle, um, where the league can pay you rather than the teams being cap strapped. The other thing that I thought was funny is all of these running backs getting together, being like, we're not paid enough. You know, we're not getting nearly enough attention. It's the equivalent of, like, a bunch of dudes that are kind of out of shape complaining that they don't get enough pussy. (laughs) You're like, you've made a few decisions here. You know, you play this position. You knew what this was. Yeah, it was sexy as hell in college, sexy as hell in in high school, and then all of a sudden you get to the pros and it's not quite as good, right? Yeah. It's almost the exact opposite of what happens with a kicker. You know, where a kicker in high if you're a high school kicker, it's like, get the fuck out of here. You're You're a kicker in college. It's like, okay, if you're a good kicker in the NFL, people are like, you're gold, baby. Don't touch them. You know, don't Mm. touch that. Don't touch those feet. They're phenomenal. But you don't see kickers running around going, well, I shouldn't be cut just if I miss, you know, uh, I don't know why I'm bringing this up and as an example, uh, four extra points uh, in a particular <laughs> game. I shouldn't be random cut for name, that. Random number, you know, yeah. Yeah, judge me, judge me on my season of activity, not on one game where I make, miss somehow four extra points. That's, that's insane to us, and yet that's effectively what the running backs are saying is, I know this is what my job is, I know that this is my, this is what my market value is, but I should be making more. It's, mm-hmm. I don't want to get sexist here, but it's the first episode of the season. It's the equivalent of like the women's uh, soccer team being like, we should get paid more. 
And then right. you're like, okay, what's your revenue? What are you actually producing that is not replaceable, not eminently replaceable? And yeah. running backs, because they are so replaceable and so plentiful, have negated their own value. You know, there's maybe about 25 guys that could play quarterback in the NFL any given year. There's maybe about 50 to 55 guys that could be a starting quality running back in the NFL every year. And that, the fresh legs. That's your problem. You see the, yeah, the positiveness of having a different style of running back and a couple of guys back there. That's been slowly happening over the years, too. So that it's not just your position. You're not starting running back anymore. It's We're going to throw three guys at you throughout the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are good points. And it, it um, used to be there was churn, right? You'd be like, I have my starter, and then I maybe got a backup that's probably okay. Now that money, like the top tier running backs aren't getting paid that, that money, but there's three or four guys getting touches, right. getting carries every game. It used to be you had one guy and then kind of a change of pace back. Now you've got to have a stable on every team. So I think it actually does make more running backs more money, but it does not make top quality running backs any more dollars. And I think that's the problem mm. right here. Yeah, yeah. They're wanting to see the separation. Um, okay, so moving on to any other news, uh, we got this. Obviously, the schedule's out, and the only big thing in the schedule here is uh, we're stretching more international. Mm-hmm. NFLs—they're not really secret anymore, type of thing. They would love to have probably a whole division out there in Europe or somewhere to consider international, whether it be Mexico, Canada. You know, I don't know if you get Vancouver teams and Toronto teams yet. Uh, like MLB has, but the more countries and the more spread you can have with this sport, the more revenue, as we were talking about, the more money can be coming in. So uh, the first time ever, the Jacksonville Jaguars are now playing back-to-back games in London this year. They need to. I mean, Jacksonville, the largest city in the United States by square footage or square mileage, somehow can't consistently support this team. Like, there's a great presence there. There's just not a lot of money in Jacksonville. Moving an NFL franchise to England is an immediate boon for every one of the owners. You know, like Jacksonville mm-hmm. came out when the NFL was like, hey, there was a strike, baseball still kind of king. Then the Jaguars were brought in. The Jaguars and the Panthers became teams 95. in Since then, the NFL doesn't need to give a franchise to anybody. It's the reason why you've seen two teams go to L.A., is because they're like, oh yeah, we can support two teams in LA now. We can support a team in Mexico City. We just want the money. We don't actually care that your city feels strongly about it. We want all of the money that comes from having more revenue in a bigger market. Right. You know. So and, and teams like Jacksonville travel. Yeah. yeah, fans will move in. Yeah, they'll they'll travel to that city to see that game to make it a weekend. So that's where they go. Um, we did get that switch. We talked about this before we left. Um, flexible games. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen as of next season that they can flex even the Thursday night games. You can have a schedule set up where your game is played on one day and get moved completely into the weekend or a different day uh, as Thursday night. And that Amazon Prime money has demanded that they flex those games to get them some better deals, some better because games. Because it's... It's been pretty junky, man. It's been pretty junky. That's that's what sucks. Like, I understand Amazon wanting a quality product, but it's it's like cart before the horse um, with Thursday night games. Like, it's 
it's the underpants gnomes, right? They want right. quality Thursday night games, but they don't give anybody rest enough to give a quality performance on Thursday night games, and then they wonder why they don't have quality performances on Thursday night games. Because those dudes are like, beat to shit. Like, if you played a Sunday game and then you play on Thursday, your body's not hitting on all cylinders. You are not the most efficient athlete you can be. And, of course, you're going to give subpar performances. You can always see when it's a team, you know, it's the reason why we always say, Thursday night, just take the home team. More often than not, just take the home team. They're going to be the most rested. And on Thursday, that means so much more. It just means so much more. And that's going to be a problem if they start flexing good teams into these games late in the season. Um, Great, you know, let's say blank. Bengals, you guys are doing great here. You've been winning a bunch of games. We want that game you're playing against the Chiefs now to be on Thursday night. It's a primetime game. Make it a primetime game. And uh, Oh, by the way, it's in Kansas City, but good luck to you. Short week, go. <laughs> you know. So we'll see. It's I don't know about it. Uh, also, fans traveling to the game. If you were yeah. making your plan to be there on a Saturday or Sunday, like we said, coming from out of town, and all of a sudden that game is going to be played on a Thursday and your tickets change that much, I don't know. You might have work on Friday that you can't get out of, and that really screws it yeah. over. This is a crazy stat, but something that your uh, owner, uh, Jerry Jones, says, according to him. And maybe these percentages is off, but a percentage of NFL fans that will actually attend a game in their life. Do you want to take a guess at what this percentage is? It's low. I want to say 10? 7 7% really? of NFL fans, they say, will actually attend a game. Now, I guess if That's you expand it. that to like NFL fans across the country or nation, uh, world outside of the U.S. and stuff, maybe call them fans too. Hard for them to get to a game at Soldier Field or whatever. But, yeah, that's yeah. what they're saying. So to adjust games like that days out, uh, or I mean days difference in a span of – and they usually do flex a game – with two week notice, but to do that to them, they're going to say that's not going to affect too many people. This is their argument, which is wild. I mean, yeah, if you just want to say fuck these dudes, it doesn't really matter. Fuck that's the tough, fans man. that go to the games local, or just yeah, set up for the person who goes, you know, sits there at, on your couch. And if you think about it, most of the time in NFL game, I'd rather sit there on the couch unless it's around my fans. Oh yeah, or you know, and then it's got to be great seats too. Because if you're way high up in the in the end zone, you're gonna miss half that game. So it, yeah, I mean, it you have is a sport that pushes you to your couch. <laughs> guys like Jerry Jones, where they're like, "Hey, I want to have the biggest fucking screen in the world." Like, yeah, that is not because they actually. I mean, Jerry does because he's got dick related issues. But like, there's no <laughs> no other reason than just saying, "Hey, we got to get a big ass screen." <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I, <laughs> well, just... Welcome back. Yeah. Uh, we got a big ass screen because I know on that third deck, this is not a quality product. Yeah. Like being in that third deck, this is not a quality product. But if you give a guy a screen and you can say, hey, feel the energy, but watch the game from a reasonable size screen. There you go. You don't get as many complaints. That's a That actually is, you know, say what you will about Jerry Jones. He does care about the fan experience. True. You know? No, that's true. And, and the Patriots you know, he cares added. more about money. But yeah. Kraft yeah. and the Patriots, they added a big old screen to theirs too updated that and so that's something about craft sticks as to which we knew about that yeah <laughs> no we were familiar with that we were familiar. Got, he had he had a whole year worth of dick related issues <laughs> there's 
Uh, maybe more. He's got a kid out of wedlock. We don't know. Listen, that's a day. <laughs> we're getting Season down seven, a tangent. Everybody. Yeah, we're back. Season, we'll we'll take an episode. We'll really get into that. Maybe sometime on a bye week. It'll but, be that uh, episode where you're talking about like the uh, the the attractiveness of NFL coaches. You wanted to do that this year. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's true. Because uh, your your boy, uh, your old offensive coordinator down in uh, down in Cleveland. Uh, yes. Everybody fancies him. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. So and listen, you know we're rooting for Brian Dayball as a top five looker. That's, <laughs> but that's just pure vanity. Um, that's what I'm looking for. This is this is what you got to look forward to, you guys, this year. So <laughs> enjoy it. Um, we know of uh, the the schedule coming out. Um, Black Friday game, Dolphins and Jets, things like that. Uh, I guess the other big thing is uh, injuries. So the only big injuries right now that preseason is seen. There's uh, some players that are out for. A while, um, knee injuries and the like, but um, Joe Burrow strained calf. That's something to keep an eye out for. Don't know if he's going to be ready week one or not yet. Um, and the Dolphins, Jalen Ramsey's knee. Uh, I think that does Ramsey for almost the season. Pretty much, yeah. That was a. I mean, everybody loved that Jalen Ramsey pickup, but he's also in an old corner. Yeah, you know that's what people seem to forget. Like those dudes are Ferraris and. It just, uh, yeah, man. It you doesn't. It doesn't like work running out well backs for them. that have their their yeah their years in the sunlight. Uh, that seems like cornerbacks too. They have a couple of those years where they're in their prime. Yeah, Ramsey's out until at least December, which is like the only reason he really comes back this season is if the if he's fully healthy, number one, and if the Dolphins are in a playoff push. Aside from that, Jalen Ramsey right. probably lost for the year. Yeah, if the Dolphins get to the playoffs. You know, wild card divisional round, maybe he comes back. But yeah, other than that, uh, how long do you think Burrow's out? The other side of that, I think Burrow will be back week one. Um, okay, you know there was a there was a string of like calf strains. Although it really the same thing happened to uh, Dak coming back from that surgically repaired ankle, and that calf strain lasted like four games. Like that's what was crazy. Um, Strains can be different. if it's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, have it happen really early on. But yeah, it's. I think Burrow will be ready to go for week one. I think he's there's too much involved for him not to be ready. All right. Um, and then we found out, uh, I found out, retiring today, Miles Jack, linebacker. Yeah. Uh, he was drafted by the Jaguars. Um, he was just somewhere else here for this. Eagles, right? Oh, the Eagles, think, yeah. yeah. Retired from Eagles camp. So, yeah, done hanging it up, Miles Jack. I think he was one of those guys we talked about coming into the league even. Oh, yeah. No, we did. Um, Miles Jack was, um, I remember scouting him because he was a converted uh, linebacker. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, a converted running back that turned into a linebacker uh, at UCLA. So he was always kind of an interesting cat. We also uh, got to watch that season where Miles Jack really did cause a fumble that was called back in that AFC championship game for the Jaguars against oh, the Patriots, yeah. if you remember. Um, Huge. So like, that's the thing. That's Miles Jack's most famous play of his career was a, a non-call that uh, people were like, we got to change these rules. Fuck these Patriots, man. <laughs> so if he gives us nothing else, it was just another reason to hate the Patriots dynasty. Yeah. Uh, and then the NFL scheduled a couple more things. Uh, the 2025 NFL draft location will be in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already know next year is in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, me and Dan, after we did Kansas City, we might be taking a few years off of those and, and maybe pick a game or something to do instead. Yeah, a little disappointing, Kansas City. Uh, pretty pretty disappointing draft there. Um, and it, the first couple drafts we went to felt very much like this is for the fans. 
Mm-hmm. The last draft we went to was, this is for the NFL. Fuck the fans. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, I'm not interested. Like, the beer was so fucking expensive. All of the fucking events were just uh, advertisement. I know that's the case. Like, I'm aware of that. But, like, make it a little, like, lube it up just a little bit. You know what I mean? Make it not <laughs> right. so obvious that what is happening is blatant commercialism. And uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll say it. I stole a football. And uh, that was that was my recompense against the league. I stole a quality $80 football from the NFL because they weren't watching their shit because nobody actually cared about what they were doing uh, because it was a money grab. There you go. So we got, you got a little money back for it. Got a little money back. Just a, yeah, just um, a pinch. One of the big things that uh, the NFL uh, pushed here in this last couple months that we have not been on the air was alternate uniforms. And Ooh, this is something this that is... You. Oh, near and dear to my heart. So I have made a list here of all of the teams who we are seeing alternates, new alternates of this year, and when, and who they're playing against. I even got, well, almost who they're playing against. But uh, So obviously, a couple of them coming back from last year, the Falcons, Red Helmet throwbacks. They'll be Mm -hmm. back September 17th against the Packers, October 15th against the Commanders, and November 26th against the Saints. They're doing it three times. And the Patriots and their... uh, like that Pawtucket Pat uh, throwback. They're uh, September 17th against the Dolphins and December 3rd against the Chargers. So those we've already seen. Those are coming back. Uh, here, uh, I've made it in an order of the ones I'm the most excited for. We'll go from the bottom up. Now, uh, the very bottom, I'm going to put the Carolina Panthers, who have done just some small tweaks to their uniform. If you look at them, they'll look a little different. It's nothing too big, so they're at the bottom. Um, that's all year long. They're not the only team that making all year long changes. The Arizona Cardinals did too. Man, Cardinals, not great, these new uniforms. A little bland. Um, what do you think of them, Dan? Uh, I mean, the Cardinals, this offseason has been hilarious to me that as um, Dan Snyder has been forced out, people yeah. are like, but who's the worst owner in the NFL? And Bidwell's name comes up a ton now. Mm-hmm. And then you keep seeing the decisions that the guy makes where it's like, oh, there's a uniform tweak. I'm like, this is not uh, enough of a tweak for you to sell more uniforms. Like, this is so minor and shitty and stupid. Yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just not a fan of any of the changes the Cardinals have made for the last five years. This is, a, for me, it's a little bit better than what they rolled out with with those 2000s and all of the swoops and swirls that they had on there so at least it's just but it's boring i mean just cleaner it's just oh yeah less stripes and stuff on there but they'll mix up some those white uh, on red and as long as they aren't doing full red and stuff like that it'll look better i think though those might i, I might like those better than the Colts alternates, these new oh, Colts alternates. God. Yeah. Indiana Knights. Indiana Knights alternate jerseys uh, playing October 22nd against the Browns. Not at night. Now, unfortunately, it's yeah. hard to do your Knights games when you don't get any Knights games, Colts, because you've been that bad and probably will be pretty bad this year. But yeah. they, they, they have an alternate black helmet with these and then this little uh, faint pattern to a blue jersey that I don't think will be picked up on cameras that well. You won't really be able to notice it. So, yeah, I think this is a big swing and miss for the Colts. Didn't like. And those. if you're gonna have a uniform that's themed after Indiana Knights, you got to have a little piece of tinfoil and a 
pipe for smoking crystal meth. Because <laughs> that's really the only thing anybody gets up to at fucking night in Indiana. In Indiana, that's that's that state. Who, well, maybe a do? basketball, too. Yeah, there's a little basketball broke-down hoop and a fucking meth pipe. That's... Let's see if they can integrate that somehow into their symbols. <laughs> uh, so the one I put next over the Cardinals' new ones is that Broncos adding a white helmet to their color rush. Uh, it might be okay. Here's the problem with it. it. It's their old classic helmet, and they could just go classic uniform with it. They could go the Elway route with that baby blue look, but instead they're going white for some reason. Uh, and the rule with NFL still has is their alternate helmets have to go with the alternate jerseys. Uh, that's why the Lions have theirs and stuff too, and the and the Browns will get there. But yeah, so the Broncos with this white helmet, they'll wear it two games. I'm not sure what two of those games are yet. I don't think they've chosen those, but they're going to be whenever they wear their color rush old ones, the uh, all orange ones that they look like their old school ones the orange crush yeah the orange crush ones yeah um i put the lions ones above that the lions ones are getting a lot of blowback but the one cool thing about that blue helmet that they added is there's no other helmet in the league with that color there's no other helmet looks like that it's a honolulu blue uh like matte finish on there and then they put the old school lion look on there i don't think it will look great with that gray color rush uniform they have anyways because that uniform looks so weird that's the problem with it but the blue helmet will help it so i don't hate it as much and they're going to wear that against my vikings in the finale but also october 30th gets the raiders so right around halloween i think the nfl has this weird thing and uh i don't know i'm not i've never been considered a well-dressed person Mm -hmm. but i don't know if the nfl goes like just find one thing on your uniform that's fucking cool and then Stick with that, and then we'll go try to find you other things that are fucking cool. Yeah. You know? Like, the Vikings having the horn was always pretty cool. You know, that's a cool aspect of it. The Vikings went with that matte purple helmet, and you're like, oh, that actually looks pretty cool in matte purple. And then they were able to build off of that. Even the Eagles, giving them credit. Those Eagles, Kelly Green, I mean, we're not, I know, I don't want to jump on it, but no, you got uh, it. That the Eagles, Kelly Green, pretty fucking cool look. Yeah. It's a cool look. And then when they redid it in the 90s, they're like, uh, okay, well, just put these cool eagle wings on there. And they actually did look pretty good. Yeah. Um, so when you when you make changes, you kind of pick one thing that works and then build off of that. Uh, when you're a team like, you know, the fucking Cardinals, you're like, I haven't had a cool thing in years, so <laughs> we just start randomly grabbing shit at straws. It's tough to and build off And then you get a weird lo- uniform look. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I guess um, you're right. NFL is very stresses making sure that you know – very few often do they make that change where it goes, wow, that doesn't even look like what it used to look like. And when the Buccaneers finally did theirs, or uh, it's hard to even think of other ones that, that came up with big changes. They like to... Oh, the Seahawks. There you go. Seahawks yeah. was a great one. Uh, but they even kept the same logo Seahawks did there. So yeah. they like to keep it at least looking like that. So yeah, when they update a logo like the Lions... They'll make it look a little more futuristic. The Falcons make it look a little bit more, but it's still almost the same type of look, so you don't fully lose out on your fandom and stuff like that. If you take a if you take a look at all those teams, like to that point, the ones that have actually changed their uniforms fundamentally, like not little tweaks, little push, like the Cowboys have never changed their fucking right fully you know, changed it's, it's or never like happened. Almost pick entire different color scheme. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins have been really Patriots consistent for a while. 
Patriots did a complete overhaul. The Buffalo Bills have been Broncos consistent. Broncos kind of did it. Even the Browns have not done any no. like major. Browns went backwards. Which, Some teams have gone yeah. backwards lately, and the I Browns know, were it's my next. Well, I like the Jets. I like Jets going white throwbacks. They're going to do that sure. September 11th against the Bills, October 1st against the Chiefs. Um, first team two to do an alternate or do a throwback of their away jersey. They didn't wear the 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 sack. Uh, Sack Exchange guys New did York not wear exchange. Yeah, they didn't wear the white jerseys at home in New York, but they're going to no. do it for the throwbacks, which was kind of cool. So I hope that leads to other teams getting a chance to do that. They were gang green back then. Right. And then the uh, the Browns adding the white helmet to their alternate white throwback jerseys, that's going to look really cool. That's something new. I guess it is a throwback to like early, early what 1940s Browns or something like that. But Oh, sure, yeah. I like the look Back of it when for they were, this. The last time they were good. Yeah. So it does go to show you all of the best uniforms I have up are, are throwback ones. And these are throwbacks to back when I was a kid. So it's a nostalgia uh, click is what we get here. Um, I did of the last five. Oh, my God. There's still five more here. I put the Eagles at the bottom. Uh, but these Kelly okay. Green throwbacks are good. Uh, October 22nd, they're wearing them against the Dolphins. And November 26th against the Bills. These are not the Kelly Green throwbacks we saw with like McNabb. Well, was it McNabb back then? No, uh, Vic, when Vic wore them. Yeah. These are more like the Cunningham ones. I think we got a black outline. We got the silver pants, and I like those better than just the white and straight Kelly Green. Yeah, these are these are the um, Buddy Ryan Kelly Greens. That's right. Yeah. So, a little bit Chris different. Carter, rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Chris Carter, Viking throwbacks. These were a surprise when they – were hinted at like a week before they came out and they came out and oh man this is almost like vikings could go with these jerseys for good i love them uh the helmet changed stayed with the matte look you brought this up dan i think the reason why the vikings went matte is because when nike took over the nfl jerseys they stopped making them shiny you know so if you look at like the Cincinnati Bengals, when they wear their orange helmets with their orange jersey, it doesn't quite look right because that helmet's still so shiny and the jerseys yeah. aren't anymore. So teams that tried to match helmets with jerseys are trying to move away from that, like the Lions with that silver and their silver uniforms. And the um, I don't know. Then there's other teams like the Bears and the uh, Texans who aren't. So what do I know? <laughs> Um, I love the Seahawks silver throwbacks, man. Uh, they're going to only wear – I only have them down once so far, October 29th against the Browns. Uh, but the the little uh, release video of it all being like a 90s throwback stuff was really cool. Um, and they had different players in different releases. Like if you watched it on YouTube, it was a player. If you watched it on TikTok, it was oh. a different player. If you wa- Yeah. So they did that. it a couple different ways. Um, second place, Buccaneers, Bucko Bruce throwbacks. Those are going to be October 15th against the Lions. Uh, that, that orange is just, I mean, it's fun to see a little bit. The creamsicles, baby. Yeah, the creamsicles. But I give number one to the Tennessee Titans Oilers throwbacks, man. Yeah. I'm excited to the see love those. You blue. Yeah. October 29th against the Falcons. And of course, they got to wear them December 17th against the Texans just to rub it in. Uh, that the Houston team. You know, what was it, for one year they played in, as the Tennessee Oilers, and that gives them the right? So there we are. I mean, yeah, I mean, the Texans have always been that sort of team that uh, the same way the Cleveland Browns came back and they, we became the Cleveland Browns. The Texans wanted to be their own thing. 
Yeah. Like, they're like, no, 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 the fucking Tennessee took the Oilers from us, and we're going to be our own thing. And then when they realized that nobody really connected to them as the Houston Texans, the most boring possible fucking name you could choose, <laughs> you know, except uh, I, the only way that could have been worse if they just went as the Houston Houstonians, which would have been dumber. <laughs> but they're like, oh, well, we deserve that Oiler fan base. And Tennessee's like, no, fuck y'all. Like, we, we've we actually been to a Super Bowl since most people have, like, since you and I have been alive, yeah. whereas the Texans have maybe, how many times have they been to the playoffs? Twice? Like, it's kind of mm. embarrassing. Yep. It's been, yeah, it's been sparingly. And the Browns, when they came back to Cleveland, they brought back Cleveland. You know, if the, if the Houston really wanted the Oilers, maybe bring them back when you came back instead of you went, you went the new route. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you got the Texans, which I think we might see new Texans uniforms coming up next year. Uh, leads me to go. So, listen, all of these releases were wonderful. The, it came to mind only three teams that I wanted their throwbacks as well that we're not getting, unfortunately. It doesn't look like at least this year. Chargers, that 2000 throwbacks, the LT ones. I want to see those, mm-hmm. the dark blues. I want to see Buffalo Bills in the red helmets. I mean, uh, the I think the fans do too. Uh, there was that. Well, he, didn't Josh Allen have the red helmet? Josh Allen came out and practiced once in a red Bills helmet, and, and the crowd went nuts, and that was all they've done so far. And they doesn't seem like it's any release this year, so I guess not. And then finally, my ja- the Jaguars. I think that's a good way to proof it, you know? Yeah, yes. the Jag- well, you got a good bag. The classic fucking Jags. Classic Jags need to come back too. Yeah, those are the ones I missed. Those are the other three I missed. But otherwise... Goddamn NFL, thank you. And I can't wait to see these on the field this year. Cannot wait. So that's my that's my NFL jersey recap as we're finally back out of there. I'll remind and you as guys. A, as a Cowboys fan, uh, we still have not decided to fix the seafoam pants. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing? I don't know. It's been decades. Why? It is silly looking. It is silly looking, but there you are. Um, okay, I want to go to a new segment, Dan. New segment time, ladies and gentlemen, because in the seventh season, you got to keep things fresh. you got to keep them fresh. True. And uh, Seven-year itch. This one's called Stump Dan. Stump Dan. All right, let's go. Play play the, the intro. We don't have any intro? All right, well, Stump Dan. We didn't have licensing money? Okay, good. All right, Dan. This is because TikTok gives you so many fun quizzes and things like that. I've got some here. So I'm going to give you a choice. Do you want to do the one that guesses players or do you want to do the one that guesses franchises first? Which one? We'll get players. Let's okay. get players out of this the way. This was a tougher one. But okay. the, the the clue is this is the uh, guess for top 10 quarterbacks that okay. have not gotten in the Hall of Fame but are qualified to get in. So you got to remember these are retired quarterbacks then uh, who are qualified to get in the Hall of Fame but not in the Hall of Fame with their most career wins. Most career wins. Yeah, so we're going by QB wins on their teams of team players who have not gotten the gold jacket. I have the top okay. 10. There's a lot of ties here. Uh, you have to have at least 82 wins to make this list. Okay. First place is a three-way tie as well, so we'll get there. Let's just throw out some names. Let's see how well you do. I mean, I'm, i got to throw my boy Tony Romo in there. He is not on this list. Ah, is he eligible? Is maybe yep. this is his first year eligible? No, he'd be eligible. He'd be he's been yeah. retired for more than it's like right, two well. seasons, right? Yeah, poor Tony. Well, five seasons. Five seasons, really? Five seasons. Yeah. But Dak's been yeah, Dak's been the starter for more than that. Um, let me go with Vinny Testaverde. Vinny's on the list. He's eighth. Yeah. He had ninety wins. That's actually surprising. How 
Yeah. Yeah, that's surprising. But you're on the right um, track. It's longevity, I think. Vinny Testaverde. I'm going to go with another cowboy great. I'm going to go Danny White. No. Danny White's not on Danny this White's list. That's a good list. idea, though. Okay. Hmm. Let's see. Just kind of going through. I'll give you a hint. The first place on this is 98 wins, and this guy did have a stint with Dallas. It doesn't give anything away, but it might help you. Had a stint. Oh, is it uh, Bernie Kosar? Nope. Is he on the list? Nope. Bernie Kosar. None of the top ten. I'm just got to. I got top ten only. Okay, I'm gonna go Jake Plummer. (laughs) Jake's not on the list either. Jake the Snake. Uh, How many of these dudes are modern? Um, most of them are modern. modern. I would say, yeah. Let's say I would say that there's one, two, three guys that are not when you watch the game. Prior okay. your viewing, every well maybe four. Uh, I bet you've seen that guy. Yeah, I mean you saw Vinny Testaverde. Um, yeah, let me give me a Randall Cunningham. Let's see if yes, Randall Cunningham, Randall Cunningham was okay. tenth at eighty two. There is another Philadelphia Eagle who's tied at first. Oh, Donovan McNabb. There you sense. go, Donovan yeah, McNabb. Ninety eight. Ninety eight is the most, and there's two other players with ninety eight. One of those guys was the guy who had a stint in Dallas. Um, he also had a stint in Buffalo. He had a stint in New England. Buffalo, New England, Dallas. Oh, uh, Drew Bledsoe. There Drew you Bledsoe. go. Drew Bledsoe, okay, number fair. one, ninety-eight with McNabb. The third guy with ninety-eight is a little bit before your time. Um, played okay. in the West Coast team. The Niners. <laughs> nope. Oh, is it uh is Jeff Garcia on there? Nope. No Jeff Garcia. Because oh, it wasn't the Niners. Let's see. This guy went. Let's see if I get a college. Milton going through college? Like, <laughs> what? Milton College. Milton College. Home state of Wisconsin. Oh, he was an undrafted free agent. Uh, most most of his career played for the Seahawks. Oh, Kyle. Matt Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck is on the list, but he's not the one I was trying to get you guessing. Matt oh, Hasselbeck um, has oh, 85 no, former, wins. Okay, so if that's the case, uh, he's left-handed. I think you're right. Oh, fuck, this is going to kill me. It's him and Steve Largent. Actually, no, he's right Jim Zorn. Nope. Jim Zorn. Nope, that nope. wasn't Jim Zorn. This guy's right-handed. Uh, I'll give him to you. Dave Craig. Oh, I was never going to guess that. Yeah, so he was the guy before your time. Craig, too. That's right. That's right. Um, Fourth with 95 is a uh, former, this will give it away, New York Giant. I'm, well, Eli's not eligible. Nope. (laughs) Kerry Collins? Nope. Phil Sims. Phil Sims. Phil Sims had 95 wins. I I didn't think of that because I thought Phil Sims was in the Hall of Fame. I know, like, I hate him, but I thought he was a Hall of Famer. You've guessed all but three, and the others are f- fifth and sixth places. Um, f- two of them are Bengals, old Cincinnati Bengals. Ken O'Brien? No, but the first Carson name's Palmer. right. Carson Palmer's on the list at 92 wins. He was fifth place. Ken Anderson had oh, 91. Oh, Ken Anderson. Yeah, I'm thinking then Jets. And then one other guy, uh, this rounds out the list of top 10. He is sixth place as well with 91. Um you watched him play with us, uh, or you watched him play, but unfortunately he's no longer with us. Uh, oh, is it Aaron McNair? Yep. Oh, Steve McNair, Steve. 91 wins. Steve. 
There you go. I will uh, hold the other uh, quiz for next time. So you guys, that's a stub Dan. This is our new. That's, it's tough. I realize yeah. that, like you know, very tough. Once you start putting together like the like the players and the teams, you're like, okay, I know who that guy is, but I I don't track QB wins as much. Well, and this you know is the I mean? fun thing about this list is yeah. QB wins is such an outside-looking thing because, yeah, why is Phil Sims on this list? Well, because the defense was so awesome. and But Donovan McNabb, that makes a good question as to why he has not gotten any look into the hall. Hall of very good. I guess so. You know, Donovan McNabb is one of those guys. Can you tell the story of the NFL without Donovan McNabb? I think you can. Yeah. That's All right. Sucks. Um, let's wrap up the show, Dan. I know this is a, a shorter one, but... Uh, I think my my baby's up, and we got to uh, join you guys for next week where we will give you our uh, predictions of division winners. We're going to do that and give you a little bit of fantasy advice for your fantasy drafts if you don't already have it done by this time next week. Uh, I'm a but, current league commissioner. You're, you're a multi-time league champion. Yeah, I right. won last year. Well, I won our league last year of, of our current leagues that you and me are in, and I'm the commissioner as well. But no no shady business. It was just Mahomes and Jefferson. It's, no way I'll be seeing those guys where I'm drafting this year, no. but that's the no, fun sir. thing. Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll let you kind of know where we are in our fantasy stuff if you care about that, but maybe just give you a little hint towards your guys and your own. Um, but thanks for coming back for your season seven, you guys. I had a few of you reach out to ask when we were going to start up the season. So that, that felt good to know that you wanted us to come back. So we're back <laughs> and, uh, we'll see just how well we can do this season. Um, as we grow up and our families grow up and more stuff gets in the way, it might be hard for us to come to you each and every week, but that's what we're going to try to do, uh, to, to give you some fun stuff here for the football season and throw some stuff online, whatever we can do. Um, all right, Dan. Um, I got a couple crazy stats too. Ooh, please. All right, here we go. Um, crazy stats. This is a fun one. Warren Sapp had 102 sacks in his career. <laughs> More quizzing for you, Dan. Uh, who has he sacked the most? Do you know? Brett Favre. Yep, with 11. Brett Favre. After that was Charlie Batch with eight, and Steve Air McNair with seven. Well, Which Charlie Batch did play for the fucking Lions, and I don't. <laughs> those might no, have all been one game. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, good. Um, this is a wild one. Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles than dropped passes. Christ, that's <laughs> wide receiver that's Larry Fitzgerald tackled more people due to turnovers than he's ever dropped the ball, which is just a ridiculous stat. Um, and then finally, um. There's three NFL teams who have never picked first overall in the NFL draft. Do you know who they are, the three NFL teams? Three that have never been first overall. Never been first overall pick. I'm going to I'm going to say Green Bay Packers. Apparently Packers have, they're not on this list. Who was that? Interesting. I'll say here runner up is the uh Chargers. The Chargers have only picked first overall once. And that was for Eli Manning. Oh, oh, oh. So we're <laughs> actually, we're not talking about... Um, draft pick. First overall draft pick. Um, well, because they also had the number one draft pick, um, and then they went ahead and did not draft Mike Vick. Yeah, I guess they traded you out of that draft pick to the Falcons. If you don't, yeah, if you trade away your pick, you never picked first either. Okay. Um, ooh, that's interesting then. Which leads to another, this is another fun stat. In 2004, technically, 
Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Philip Rivers were all on the Chargers. Wait, who? <laughs> in 2004. Technically, in the year of 2004. You got to kind of dis- suspend disbelief a little bit. Peyton, or not Peyton Manning, uh, Eli, oh, Eli Manning. Okay. Yeah, I think I said Peyton. Eli Manning, Drew Brees, and Philip Rivers are all on the Chargers. Not fair. Oh, that's pretty good. I know the Steelers have picked, that was Terry Bradshaw. Um, it I is like uh, the, two, two AFC teams, one NFC team. I feel like the Ravens have never picked first overall. Boom, the Ravens. The Ravens' highest pick so far is fourth overall. Yeah. Ravens have not picked. Uh, you said it was one more AFC, one more NFC? Yeah. <sighs> Let me go. I don't remember the Seahawks taking anybody number one overall. Perfect. The Seahawks have picked second overall twice. They took Niaus and Rick Meyer. Yeah, and then the, Meyer. the, the last... <laughs> Yep. And then the last team that did not pick first overall technically kind of got, this is a hint, a first overall pick uh, by the end of the day. I think it was the end of that day. Oh, you got to, yeah, you got to tell me that one. The Denver Broncos. They technically did not pick first overall, but they oh, did get John God, Elway. Oh, that's the John Elway. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And they got Peyton Manning, so... Denver Broncos never picking first overall, still getting those QBs. Those are my crazy stats. That is our little catch-up show, start-off, season seven of the Push-Off podcast. Uh, Thank you guys again so much for coming back. Dan, do you want to leave them with some parting words of wisdom? As the temperature drops, my excitement rises. (laughs) This is what happens every year, late August, the calling of autumn, the calling of the fall leaves and the slapping of pads and large meaty men together. The NFL is returning. I, I don't know. I've been more excited for seasons, uh, but that's because I didn't have as much balance in my life and it was all football, but man, um, yeah, this has been a a series of off seasons where I just keep getting more and more excited about my team's chances. And I get more and more excited about the level of competition in the league. I don't think there's a lot of junk teams this year. There's only like three or four, you know, I'm used to having 10 guys that I don't think make can possibly make the playoffs. I think it's down to maybe four teams that I think are jokes. So that, you know, for parity's sake, I think this is going to be a great year. Yeah, and I think that's something we can touch on next week too is talk about yeah, maybe our top five, bottom five assuming teams and stuff. So thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We'll see you very soon. I am Scott. And this is Dan. Enjoy uh, just these you know, last few weeks of no football. Get, we'll get through it. Goodbye.